Hey friends, this is V, the tax lien strategist. So we wanted to do this podcast, my team and I, uh, in order to help people understand tax lien investing. Tax lien investing is more than just, you know, people telling you it's a 200-year-old strategy and this and that. What we know is, and what we've discovered is, one of the reasons people haven't been successful in tax lien investing the way they want to be is because they don't understand. And the thing you have to understand is you you have to understand the laws of the state that you want to tax lien invest in. So our course is designed to teach you about the laws in different states or to help you find what you need for that particular state. For example, I'm in Texas. So here in Texas, we know, investors know, that in order to tax lien invest, we have to know something about the property. And here's what I mean by something about the property. You gotta be able to look at the title. You have to make sure that there are no encumbrances on the title. These are things that you got to know before you even get your deal to the title company. Why? Because the title company's job is not to do your homework for you. We suggest you do your homework before you get the property sold to someone if you're wholesaling or before you purchase it if you're going to be an end buyer. So already I've thrown some terms out there that you would need to know the definition of if you're going to tax lien invest. So when I say strategies, that's exactly what I mean. We're going to tell you how to get your deals closed from the the time you make an agreement with the seller to the time you enter into um, a a closing situation between you, you and the sellers at the title company, or if you're going to wholesale the property, um, between you and the seller and the and the buyer and the title company so this is the podcast for that um we're going to just be really really transparent and just let you know exactly what to do out here and we're also going to anyone who's interested can uh, join a a group a facebook group that we're about to um uh, um put out there today in order as a support system we're going to do videos and we're going to have some of our courses in that in that group um, for people who are interested in tax lien investing so um, just uh, look for us we're probably going to do these um, a couple of days a week until we kind of get people caught up Um, the first um, episode we're going to do we're going to talk about understanding tax lien investing. I know you can Google understanding tax lien investing and get 30,000 different um, articles on that written by 30,000 different people. Um, and, and so we're just going to be one of them. But what's going to make us stand out is that we're going to actually talk to you about terms like due diligence. What does that mean? Give you a list of things that you got to do. Once you have entered into a contract with your seller, 
excuse me, then there's some homework you have to do. You can't just send the contract to the title company because there's some things that have to be done. If you remember this, tax lien investing is different than mortgage, than investing in properties that have a mortgage, okay? Or properties that don't have tax issues. We're going to explore all of that, all of the differences and, um, and what they all mean so you'll be able to understand exactly what it is that you're doing. Because people are confused. They tell me all the time, tax lien investing is not properties, uh, to, to invest in properties that have a mortgage. And I'll tell you why in the first, in, in our first, um, we kind of kind of use this as a trailer. So I'll be, that's the first thing we're going to talk about. What is tax lien investing? What does it mean to you as an investor? And the, some of the things that you have to do to get to the um, next uh, to the next phase. Just hang tight. We'll be back. Good evening. This is V, the Tax Lien Strategist, um, here this evening with an episode um, in response to some questions we had. Uh, namely, uh, I think the most, one of the most important questions is how do, um, how does a property come to have, um, tax liens in the first place? So I want to start off this way. When you have a mortgage, your mortgage payment is comprised of four components, principal, interest, insurance, and taxes. And so we're going to use the example of a, let's say, a 30-year mortgage. So um, each year taxes are due, taxes are to be paid. When you have a mortgage and make your payment to your mortgage company, um, you you know, 12 months in a year, you're going to be making 12 payments that year. Your taxes are divided by 12. And that amount is going to be included along with your principal interest and your insurance for each month. And your taxes are going to, that amount is going to be part of your monthly payment. So what happens is you send your payment to the mortgage company. They take out one-twelfth every month and puts it in escrow, put it in an escrow account. So that at the end of the year, What's in escrow for your taxes are 12 months of taxes. And they, in turn, write a check to your local taxing agency in order to pay the taxes on your property. And this goes on for 30 years or the whatever, you know, time frame for the mortgage that the mortgage is paid off. Pay it off sooner then, you know, for whatever term it is that you would have a payment that would be done. So why does a mortgage company make sure your taxes are paid? Well, the mortgage company is the first lien holder. And so they're, they're in essence, the owners of the property. And uh, so, um, you would receive a deed that would also, in most cases, is held by the um, by the mortgage lender, but it's a deed of trust and not a 
warranty deed. And so what is the difference in a deed of trust and a warranty deed? Well, both of them are used to transfer title of one property from a person to another. But the difference between those two is who is protected. And so a deed of trust protects the beneficiary or the lender. A warranty deed, on the other hand, protects the person who's purchasing the property. So a warranty deed ensures a buyer that the property is owned by the seller and is able to be sold without any encumbrances. A deed of trust is used in certain states and represents a buyer's guarantee with their lender to repay the property loan as scheduled, aka your monthly payment. So as long as you're making monthly payments, the lender makes sure that your taxes are paid. So when we have tax liens out there, when we have property where there are liens on those properties, um, those properties are paid off. And so the um, responsibility of paying the taxes every year is going to be on the owner. Because once your, your deed of trust converts into a warranty deed, now you're the owner of record that's recorded and any any payments that are due now is on the um, owner. So although you won't have a mortgage anymore, you will be responsible for paying your taxes and in your insurance on the property. And so since this is about taxes and we're specifying taxes right now, the taxes are the responsibility to come out of pocket of the seller. And of course, when you think about it, think about a person, let's say in their 30s or 40s, the 30-year mortgage, that would put them around 60s, 70s now. Um, So unfortunately, some people, you know, pass on. And so um, then their children now become heirs of the property. And in a lot of cases, you know, the children have their own properties. They, uh, something happens um, financially where they're not able to continue to pay the taxes. And um, that kind of explains how a property um, becomes a property with unpaid taxes, thus a property that eventually where the owners or their decedents are sued and that judgment now enables the um, tax office to um, sell the property for the amount that's owed. Now, remember that the government tax office is not in the business of real estate, so they cannot make a profit. They can only sue you for the amount of taxes, the penalties of that, the interest of that, and so on and so forth that, uh, you know, that accrue on your tax base and uh, on your, you know, your tax amount. And, you, you know, if these properties go a couple of years or maybe even longer, especially if you're in a large metropolis uh, city uh, such as Houston, um, that if your number just hasn't come up yet, just understand that it will. 
eventually but this is how property ends up being on the foreclosure list and again most of these properties are going to be more in the areas say like of your city inner city um you know and you have some properties in the suburbs but most of these are going to be in inner city and that's why so many people are flocking to inner city to grab some of these properties because that's where the majority of them are older homes um and homes that are have had title long enough to justify being uh having a 30 uh 20 or 30 year mortgage on it so uh this is how uh it gets to that point if you have any questions about this particular episode you can um email me at um tax lien um um strategist at gmail.com and I will respond. We'll be right back with another episode. See you then.